Welcome back to the. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. Right when you said welcome, I knew it wasn't gonna work. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Welcome back to the neutral zone. I'm here with Nate and Goat. And we're here to discuss the Packers offseason, some of the free agents, maybe some weaknesses with the team. First, I'm going to start with any of you two. What is the biggest weakness, do you guys think, in this roster going into next season? Well, this is going to be a tough situation for GM Brian Gutekunst to, to handle this storm here. They've got a they're negative $27 million in cap. And they're back-to-back years now they've lost in the conference championship game. They have a lot of good players on the roster, but they also have a lot of about-to-be free agents. So I think the biggest problem with the Packers going into the offseason is how are they going to figure this out? How are they going to make the money work? I like a lot of the young talent especially. They have depth at a lot of positions, but because of the guys they're potentially going to lose, they're going to lose a lot of that depth. And that's my biggest concern going into this offseason. For me, I'm looking at cornerback number two and middle linebacker depth. Those are my two things. It's looking like we could lose Jones and Williams, but I'm fine with A.J. Dillon and drafting a second running back. I think that could be a nice combo right there. doesn't have to be anything too fancy. You don't need to spend all that cap money at that position, in my opinion. Um, Cornerback two, middle linebacker depth, interior lineman depth, uh, defensive lineman depth would be my number three. So, Stevens, we think about that. Do you want uh, to add to any of those? Think I may be overreacting on any of those? Yeah, well, the big, the big conversation right now with Packers is what are they going to do with Aaron Jones? Him and Jamal Williams are both free agents. And we know Jones is as good of a player as he is. He's going to be quite expensive. And are they going to want to give him a big guaranteed contract to a running back? I don't know if they want to do that. And I think that's part of the reasoning on why they drafted A.J. Dillon last year is it gives them an option. They kind of thought a year ahead with their drafting as they typically do. And now they have the option. They don't necessarily have to sign Jones. And if I were to guess right now, I would think he'd be playing on another team next season. As for Williams, he's probably going to be a cheaper option, but there's also no guarantee he comes back as well. So they could be in a situation where they're just really rolling with A.J. Dillon at running back. And if that's the case, they're going to need to add, obviously add some backs to this group. All right, let me go with this direction. Out of Because the Packers have some big names potentially leaving. Out of some of the big names like Lindsey, Taylor, King, Jones, which one would you like to see back the most if they could make it work? It, and that's hard to answer. If we're talking just the player for this year, I think for me it would be Corey Lindsley. But he is going on to his third contract. He's around 30 years old now. Because of that, it makes me kind of lean towards Aaron Jones. He's a little younger. You know he's a running back. That's a little riskier. I think I would go with Aaron Jones. I think the duo of him and A.J. Dillon could be quite quite incredible. And I think at that point you'd let – Jamal Williams go and let those two be your duo. What do you think, Nate? I'm going with what you said first. I got to go with uh, Lindsley there. I think Aaron, someone's going to pay Aaron Jones. That man's getting paid. They're not going to look at that NFC Championship game against the Buccaneers. He's not going to lose a ton of money from that, if any at all. He's This man's getting paid. 
I don't know what, what anything means about him getting a new uh, <clears throat> agency to represent him here, uh, but he, he's getting paid. He's going to get paid. He's going to look at that money that McCaffrey's getting, that Dalvin Cook is getting. He's not quite at that level, but that's the money he's going to try to demand there. And I don't know if it's worth paying. I don't know if it's worth paying him that much of a percentage of the salary cap at a position where I think is probably the easiest to replicate from a lesser player. It's more depth in position is what I'd try to say. But he's a great player. He's been amazing all year. He's been making plays with the ball. But I just think with the money that we have, I, I want to go with that center first. We saw how important that offensive line is, especially with Bach going down to how much that changed with that Buccaneers game. The success, I think, on offense, is, it starts right there. And what's really interesting to think about is – about the draft that the Packers had last year. Not only they drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round, but they also drafted three interior linemen. I have to imagine that the Packers went into last year's draft understanding that these players were going to be free agents this year, and it's it's offering them flexibility. They don't have to sign either of these guys, and they probably will be all right, but I think they're going to do everything in their power to to hold on to one of these two guys. And I'm not really sure who it's going to be. Yeah, we, we never even mentioned that, so he just brought that up. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't bring either of them back. But if I had to pick one, the time being, I go with Lindsley. No, I'm I like how the – Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that was just going to comment how Sweep said uh, the big names and then included Kevin King in there. <laughs> I think Kevin King's going to get his money. I know – Packers fans are not Kevin King fans, but he, he does a lot of things well, and he's a cornerback you can win with. It just so happened he had the worst game of his NFL career in probably the biggest moment up against the Buccaneers in the conference championship game. So that that could hurt his, his ability to sign for some big-time money, but the Packers will be all right without him. I think they're definitely going to move in a different direction. Yeah, I think it was – to me, it was a little more than just that last game. I don't think he's really ever been very terrific, maybe average at some points. But I, I think we'll be fine without him. I'm not worried about that position. Now, I see the Packers are about to be $32 million over the cap. Do you guys see any cap casualties, some people that the Packers are going to get rid of to make some cap space? Yeah, they they got quite a few contracts. They could kind of push some money around. Two that I have in mind specifically are Aaron Rodgers and Zedaria Smith. I think both of those contracts can be extended or restructured. And then they have some potential cuts. They can move on from Christian Kirksey, which would save $6 million. They could even cut Preston Smith if they don't figure out a restructure with him. They could cut him and save $8 million. Dean Lowry save about $4 million. And Rick Wagner would save about five. So that's that's four players that they could cut and save some significant money. But I think it's the real big thing is going to be restructuring. They got a lot of contracts they could push money around. I think that's going to be the way they're going to navigate to get out of this hole they're in with the salary cap. Yeah, he already hit the nail on the head right there with guys that we could potentially get rid of and not really lose production at that position. I'm looking at Dean Lowry. Preston Smith, Kristen Kershey, just to reiterate what the ghost said right there. I think those are probably our main three. No, Preston Smith at the time was a big signing. Is it fair to say his tenure there has been 
pretty poor? No, no. He, he especially last season, twenty nineteen. He had a he had a fantastic year, and he does a lot of things well. Although everyone knew at the time that that's a big contract for a guy who's more of a run stopper than an elite pass rusher, and I still want him on this roster. I think they're going to find a way to restructure and keep him. I don't think saving eight million is worth cutting him. I'd rather have him on the roster for that price. But the real big thing with Preston Smith on why this is even being discussed is the emergence of Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary looked like the better player down the stretch for this team and looked like one of the better players on the defense. And if that's the case, do you want to pay a third edge rusher what is going to be $16 million next year? I don't know if that's really using your money in a smart way, and I think that's more of why we're discussing Preston Smith's future with the Packers. Yeah, I was more of hinting at his his cap number versus production. He obviously had a very good season last year, but you don't want to go in paying the guy, what, $16 million and get that kind of production out of him, especially with what you said about Gary. Yeah, and they don't necessarily have to, and that's the beauty of it again is this this front office keeps getting knocked on for not drafting for needs but for drafting for future needs, and it keeps playing out to allow them to move on from guys before they have to, and that way they don't have to keep guys that are either making too much or on a third contract starting to get older. It's it's the flexibility that they've built, and it's really, it's really going to help them a lot again this offseason, I think. One thing we haven't really mentioned, I don't know if anyone had plans to get to it, but it seems inevitable that a Devontae Adams extension will be happening here soon. Can't imagine the Packers letting him go as he will be 29 for the next season. Uh, this is the last year, or this upcoming season will be the last one on his deal. Uh, he's going to get paid, so I don't see the Packers opting him back. So that's going to be something they have to look at too for, like we are just talking about, the Packers playing for these future moves here. But we just talked about it on the receiver with Allen Robinson. Uh, the Bears looking to let him go. What do you guys think about Devontae Adams? So you, you think uh, any chance the Packers do not extend him? It wouldn't surprise me if the Packers are already working on extensions with him a year and a half. They don't want to get to the season and have that hanging over them all year. And another great thing is if you extend Devontae Adams, it's likely going to help out your cap for this upcoming season. So that's just another way they could save a little money is with an extension to Devontae. One player I'm going to bring up real quick is Damon Harrison. Do you think he gets another look again for a re-sign? I, I don't. I don't think he gets another chance with the Packers. I don't think he, I don't know if he'd want one, to be honest. He expressed that he wanted to play a lot and he didn't want to play in the cold. And he came to the Packers and they didn't utilize him a whole lot. And if he doesn't retire... I think he goes somewhere else. But I'd like to have him back. I think he's still got enough left in the tank. What do you think, Nate? And he, made a, he made it clear for sure last season that he wants to play for a title contender. So if you talk about title contending teams, the Packers are clearly one of those teams. So, I, yeah, I could, I could see him coming back. But like you said, he didn't play really much. But he, he didn't have many snaps at all. But it's hard to just kind of bring a guy in towards the end of the season and you'll kind of just shove him in here with, no knowledge of that playbook, but maybe with an off season's worth of getting his nose in the playbook, 
I mean, who knows? But he, I think he made it clear last season. I want to win. A, I want to get a ring. Seahawks and then Packers. He's going for that ring. So yeah, I think the Packers probably one of the better odds of uh, having him come back for next year. How about Mercedes Lewis? I know Ooh. you guys were talking about him being a mentor and kind of a leader in that tight end room for a while. Do you think he comes back on a cheap deal? I I think he definitely would. But the thing is, I don't know if the Packers are going to try to bring him back again. He's like 36 years old now. He's going to be 37, I think, going into next season. And some of these tight ends, H-back, fullback guys that they kind of found last year are going to be are going to be back on this team like uh Daphne and John Lovett. Those are two guys that kind of came up through practice squads and made a name for themselves. And then you got Josiah DeGuara, H-back. He's going to be off coming off his ACL. That's going to be a crowded tight end room. And we know how much the players all love Mercedes and they all want him back. I'd like to see the Packers find out a way to bring him back, but I'm not so sure because of how many guys they've got. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Sweepy. I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan of the big dog. He is like the goat already said, great team leader. He's he's got the veteran leadership. He's been there for uh, as long as you. Only just Rodgers and Crosby can really match his age. Um, just uh, he's been amazing as a blocker. He's been fine, also. You know, probably better than expected uh, with his route running, also. But man, watching him block. He's really just having the six linemen out there. He, he, I think he looks pretty good. And like he, we just said, he's 36 years old. He looked pretty good. And if we can get this guy back for maybe like 1% of the contract, last year he only made, I think it was exactly 1% of, uh, 1% of the salary cap, I mean. If we can bring him back for that number, I love him. But then the goat also hit the nail on the head. There's a ton of tight ends in that room. And he named them all already. But I, I just love to see him back. This man, this man is a professional football player. Like I said, there's a lot of guys in that room, but it's going to be hard to replace what he does in the trenches. That's that's irreplaceable. He he blocks like like a tackle does, and that's so hard to find a blocker, a blocking tight end of that caliber. That that's going to be missed if they don't find a way to bring him back. Yeah, he's 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 a great player. So it's pretty much safe to say the Packers are not going to be very aggressive in free agency, getting the big names, being thirty million over the cap. Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah. They, they, if they were to add anybody in free agency, it would likely be role-type role, role type players. No no big names. I just feel like we'll have – I think we have enough flexibility to be able to replace the guys we do, loot, do lose with guys that can match that productivity. I, I just have that feeling. I feel like we're still in a fine position. You mentioned we're in the hole there salary cap-wise, but the guys that we can get rid of and open up some more space for, and the guys that we are potentially losing in free agency, I still feel like the roster is going to turn out just fine. Yeah, this would be nothing new to Packers fans under Ted Thompson. It almost felt like they were never big players in the free agent market, and they relied on the draft. Now under Brian, what is his, what's his last name? Gutekunst? How do you say that? <laughs> Brian yeah, Gutekunst. I was, I was hoping you just let him keep going. <laughs> that was uh, atrocious, but he's been a lot more aggressive in free agency since taking over in 2018. Yeah, his first year. Was there a question yeah, in there? <laughs> I don't know if it was a, it's 
sound like a question statement. But I was going to say, his first year in, he, he's, it feels like he signed uh, more impact-free agents than uh, Ted Thompson his entire career. Ted Thompson brought in Charles Woodson, who one of the greatest football players of all time. But outside of that, that's how many free agents that the Packers brought in until uh, Goody came over here. And I don't really feel like they're going to have to add a lot in free agency. I know they're losing big names like like Jones and Lindsley, but like I said, they, they, they're going to have a plan to replace those guys. And what I've been saying for, for weeks now about running backs is they're replaceable. Even guys that are elite, they're, they're replaceable and you can find them. They're going to have to use some draft capital, maybe some cap to go find one in free agency, but they're, they're going to be all right. They're going to be all right, that's for sure. So do you think this team could be improved next year, even with losing some big names? It definitely can be. And what it's going to come down to is a lot of development. It's kind of the same story as last year. They needed that development to improve. And everyone was saying, well, they didn't add much in free agency or in the draft. And I think we could all agree that the Packers were a much better football team in 2020 than, than they were in 2019, even though they had the same end result. Is that fair to say? I guess it's pretty fair, yeah. But I think a lot of the media and fans are thinking the Packers are going to take a step back. Well, they are losing losing some some players to free agency, and it's it's going to come down to how they fill those. I think it's fair fair to assume that the Packers could take a step back, but they still have enough young talent where they could even still take a step forward. That is true. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did have an MVP year, so if he took a step back, that would be kind of problem-solving. How do you even say that? (laughs) Troublesome? (laughs) I try to say problem-solving. Even if if he does take a step back, you can look at the year prior. The Packers are still 13-3, and and Rodgers' numbers or productivity was nowhere near the same as it was this year. And you got to keep in mind with a new defensive coordinator, who knows, maybe they can let this defense play to its its talent level. That that could be a much better defense than what we saw this year. Although you never know with a risk of a new defensive coordinator, it could always be worse too. But the chance is there that this this defense can definitely improve. The offense, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to find some ways, some creative ways to get some playmakers on this team to fill in some of the losses that they might have. All right, guys, do we have anything else we want to say before we wrap this up? I'm excited for the off season. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a different off season than the last few, but, but I, I trust this front office to make some good moves and, and make it happen it, again. It feels like there's a lot of, good potential moves that we can make. Just, I just feel like there's flexibility. Even though we are, like you said, there's 26 mil in the cap in the hole right now, it just feels like we've got a bunch of moves that we can still make in bearless roster. And I'm so positive about this, I guess, is just kind of knowing I don't really think we're going to lose too much in free agency if we do. I just feel like the only big, the big, big loss would be Lindsley. And compared to most teams, it's only losing one big guy. And I'm not just understanding selling Aaron Jones here. It's just more of the position. Aaron Jones is a fantastic talent. But the center position, we could argue number one center in football. That would be a big loss. That's probably the biggest loss they'd have. But outside of that, I'm feeling pretty confident in this roster and what uh, Gudy can do for us here. 
All right, you guys heard it first. Your Packers specialists are very optimistic towards the offseason. All right, that will do it for today's episode. We'll be back sometimes next week to discuss more Bears and Packers. And we'll be back next time to discuss more offseason Packers information. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I might be a might be a Rudy real quick right there. God. <laughs> if you just left it at Packers, it would have been fine. But you like you, <laughs> Can you just cut that part back for more Packers <laughs> information. You had a little breath in between there too. <sighs> like you could, it sounded like you couldn't decide whether you're gonna spit that last word out. And I'm like, today's been gonna rough. do it. God. All right, that will do it for today's. <laughs> Why, are you Why are you yelling? Why are you yelling for? <laughs> No, you got to keep it the same energy you had the whole episode. You can't all of a sudden get excited at the end. <laughs> that wasn't even excitement. That was just screaming. He was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs>